Hey, 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 beautiful humans. It's the Juice Queen here, delivering all those ooey-gooey, drippy topics that will leave you simply drenched in curiosity and connection. So let's vibe over, you know, the juice, shall we? My name is Mila Mandolfo, and my sole mission is to make you feel seen, heard, valued, and validated in such a way that you remember who you truly are. And in that, you're never alone. This is a soft, safe, and sassy place where all of you is welcomed. So come on, let's dive in. Well, hey there, sexy beasts. It's a month of love, and I'm trying to drench you with this episode. Today's topic is squirting. And unfortunately, like most things relating to women or vagina havers, there's not much research or data available on this topic because patriarchy. But we're going to do our best to uncover what we do know together today. I find this to be a very personally important topic. And I think other assigned females at birth in your life feel the same way. This episode is going to be directed at not just femme-bodied humans, but also male-identified humans, because everybody needs a little tutorial from time to time. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about, let's talk about coming. Let's talk about ejaculation, baby. Obviously, expelling liquids is common during sex, and again, because we still perceive the world through the male gaze, we often only categorize expelling liquids through semen or male ejaculation. However, even for non-squirting women and vulva havers, there is a clear indication of arousal. In the words of Meg and Cardi B, that wet ass pussy baby, that wop, worship and praise if you will. The pussy gets lubricated when aroused, as does, I don't know if you know this, the clitoris gets enlarged or erect, again, similar to the penis. In fact, the clitoris, in most recent studies, are finally showing that the clitoris is literally a penis. So the clit, the clitoris, is a penis before it has extended into full form. And so if you are um, in a assigned female body at birth, you have a little bulbous, <laughs> little hiding out fucking clitoris guy. And if you are, you know, eventually your body transforms into the op- opposite chromosomes, you're going to have a penis and it's going to be dangling out. One's internal, one's external, literally the same anatomy in different forms. So the little clitoris is this tiny little little guy, <laughs> just this little little bliss button. This guy is, has all the nerve endings concentrated into one area, and that's why female-bodied humans have double the nerve endings and double the pleasure. So we're over here having... They used to say 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris, and now it's known to be, actually, it's 10,000 nerve endings in this little P-shaped fucking bliss button, baby. Um, Whereas men have half the amount of those nerve endings in the penis, which makes sense because it's stretched out, right? It's like, it's more mass to cover. 
Um, and so most people um, perceive the clitoris, if they perceive it at all, if you know what I'm saying, as this little tiny pea-shaped ball, right? And it has its little hood and it's hanging out on top of the, um, like above the urethra and the vagina. But actually, um, if you were to extend your thumb and your pointer finger and keep the rest of your fingers down, that's actually more the shape of the clitoris. And the place in the, the middle of your, where your thumb meets your pointer finger inside the crease, um, and then just imagine that there's a little, little ball right there. That's the clit that we see. And then there's these two legs, if you will, that come out of the clitoris. The whole thing is the clitoris, but you only see the little, the little face. <laughs> and then there's these two legs that are beneath, inside, and they actually wrap around the vaginal canal. It kind of looks like, bear with me here, it kind of looks like a wishbone. If you, if you fuck around with turkey, if you fuck around with Thanksgiving, um, you might see a wishbone and then you do the little thing where you pop it and whatever, there's a wish involved. <laughs> That shape of the wishbone where there's like a little head, there's like a bone at the top, and then there's the two legs hanging, then you like break it in half, right? Well, we're not trying to break in half the clitoris, but that shape is literally what the clitoris looks like. So if you imagine the little, the little ball that you see, or you might not, you might have trouble seeing it, um, all, all clitoris are, di are different. Some are more exposed, some are more hidden, um, some are more hooded and whatnot. So there's a little clitoris guy there that we all, you know, we, we, most of us know what that looks like. And then the rest of the body of the clitoris is inside. And those two little wishbone legs wrap around the vaginal canal inside. So when we're referring to uh, the G-spot, for example, so the G, so it wraps around the canal, okay? That's why when a penis is going in there or whatever else is going inside, it feels really fucking good because the clitoris is wrapping itself around the canal, okay? And this is also in reference to the G-spot. So we also we often hear about the G-spot, right? So the reason why the top of the vaginal canal, which is where the G-spot is, feels good is because that is where the legs of the clitoris reside, okay? That's, that's what it's hitting, that's what it's rubbing up against. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's like this rosy, you know, red, rosy, fleshy little, like, <laughs> saddle, like, the, you know, the legs are sitting on top of the fucking saddle of the, the, the vaginal canal. And that's what's rubbing, and it, and it feels really fucking good. <laughs> so, you, you probably have heard of um, the come-hither effect. And I, I'm, if not, this is what it is. Try not to be condescending. <laughs> let's go, let's go, like from the ABCs, baby. Here we go. So, take your hand. Point your finger and the, and the middle finger next to it. And then do this little like, come, come here, come hither, like effect, right? We all, you know, come over here, right? This is a gesture that when inserted into a vaginal, <laughs> a vaginal canal, a vaginal, um, 
and then just gently and not, like not too forcefully and not not scraping, but just gently rubbing, come here, come hither, effect on the top of the vaginal canal. That is when you are rubbing against the G spot, and the G spot, what it feels like inside of there. Which again, when we're aroused, it feels more pronounced. Um, it has almost like a ridged feel to it. Um, again, when you're aroused, it is even more pronounced in there, and you, you can feel it. You'll you'll be able to tell, and it's just it's just like an ever so slightly um, uh, rubbing, rubbing towards yourself. Okay, so you're not pushing, you're not poking, you're gently rubbing towards like yourself. So come here, right? When you do the come here motion, it is you know your fingers are coming back at you, right? So that's what you would be doing inside of the vaginal canal. That's how we're stimulating the G-spot. This is how we're rubbing on the internal clitoris, if you will. Now let's chat real quick about orgasms versus ejaculation. This is fucking massive. This is so fucking big, dude. Like, I, this is so important. <laughs> I feel like everybody needs to know about this. Um, so, and, and here's the thing. Men, I've also been, I've heard stories from men as well that sometimes they will ejaculate, um, but they didn't actually come all the way. Like, so if you're a male listener, I wonder if that, you've had that experience. I've heard it before. This is the same with female ejaculation. So an orgasm is like defined as a wave of pleasure accompanied by muscular contractions. However, ejaculation, on the other hand, is just a release of fluid that often, but not always, is accompanied by orgasm. So I find this to be imperative information because although there is this huge theatrical, you know, <laughs> release of fluid, and it feels fucking good, for sure, your play partner might not actually always, and perhaps even, might not even often, be fully reaching the potential of their orgasm when they're squirting, okay? So it might look like they're like, oh shit, she... She, they, whomever is clearly having the time of their fucking lives. And look at the bed. It's fucking drenched. And, like, all these cues that they just came really fucking hard. Um, and I just want to bring attention to the fact that that's actually not always true. Sometimes yes, for sure. Yay. Um, and sometimes no. For me personally, and we've talked about this in the sex as play pod, um, if you want to go back a, a couple episodes and listen, to, tune into that one, but there are many different orgasms for you know, a female-bodied human. And this looks like a clitoral orgasm. Um, a, a most female-bodied humans really resonate with the clitoral orgasms. Um, but then there's also, of course, the, the internal the penetrative, and potentially that's because they're hitting the G-spot. So there's that internal G-spot orgasm. Um, there's the anal orgasm. There's the combo of all of the above, baby. And then there's also this squirting sensation. Again, the squirting as a release of fluid, it's not, they're not mutually exclusive. You might squirt, you might orgasm, but they're not always, you know, going hand in hand. So I just want to bring this to your awareness so that, one, if you're trying to squirt or you're a squirter or you're an orgasming, you know, human, 
to be hmm, to be curious and to be patient and to be um, inquisitive with yourself of am I getting where I want to be going? It, are my needs getting met? Do I need more? Do I want something else? And to feel comfortable exploring that with yourself because perhaps you create this huge, you know, release and you assume that that should be it. But in reality, you're, you're like, wait, I actually kind of still need something else. I'm not, I'm not fully there. But perhaps you feel embarrassed or uncomfortable with expressing those needs out loud with your partner. Um, this is me giving you permission to go ahead and be inquisitive and see if there are more needs. Um, because just because you're squirting doesn't mean that you're done. Um, and another factor of, the, of this whole, you know, phenomenon is that you can squirt like, bro, you can, you can have back to 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 back squirting experiences one after the fucking other, not skipping a beat and still not having reached a full orgasm. So just becoming more in tune with your body, in tune with your needs, and feeling safe enough to express that as well. And on the flip side, so whomever your partner might be, it's important for you, the partner, to be curious as well, and to just because you're, you know, your female ejaculating partner has made this you know, <laughs> delicious mess of a release, to not just assume that they are fully pleasured and to just check in with them and ask, like, mm, can I do more for you? Did you get where you, you know, did you get there? Is there anything else I can do for you? Like, just yummy little questions. Um, what else do you want me to do? Anything like that. Mm, yummy. And we talk about consent and we talk about dirty talk like that, again, in the Sex as Play episode. So I'm going to drop in about my personal experiences around um, squirting, which is when I was much younger, I remember this particular experience. I kept, I had a boyfriend at the time, I kept getting really close to what felt, you know, like was an orgasm, but it felt different, and I was kind of confused by it. And this is something that I find to be, you know, the case with other people that I've talked to in this realm. <clears throat> it is an unfamiliar sensation. You're like, there's like the energy building and you feel like, like this is intensity. And then like myself in this example, you might pull back. You might pull away. You might feel confused. You might feel like, what, what is happening here? Like this doesn't feel familiar to me. In fact, what this might feel more familiar to me, since it's such a big fluid release, is do I suddenly have to pee out of fucking nowhere? Like I'm literally mid-sex mid and like do, do I suddenly have to pee? I don't know. So let's go all the way back then um, when I was first figuring this shit out, like let's say a decade ago or whatever it was. And I remember specifically con like kept interrupting sex because I was like, oh, I think maybe I have to pee, I'm not sure. And then I'd go in there into the bathroom and then I'd be like, wait, I definitely don't. Well, this is hella confusing. And then I'd come back and like 
now the vibe is a little off and like we try again and like I remember feeling at the end of this particular sexual you know excursion in my life this particular partner and stuff I remember feeling just like and trust me the sex was actually really fucking good everything was aligned everything was great but there was a period of time where I was just like not sure what was going on and honestly I didn't I didn't actually end up figuring it out with this partner and you know what the reason might be is because although I had great sex with this partner and we were like a long like a pretty long-term relationship and like I loved him and all that jazz I still was playing a role of and, and trust me I know I know a lot of women will resonate with this, of playing the role as, how do I say this? When you're having sex as a woman for the man, this is a common thing that occurs. Um, it's something that actually even we are spoon-fed in media. You know, like you're here to pleasure the male and like we're just showing up the way we have been shown in porn or like movies and so on. I didn't, I wasn't fully sexually empowered, let's put it that way. And so I was still, my voice was soft and I wasn't able to name my needs or even, I didn't even know what they were, okay? Now, right after this partner, I started to play around with a friend of mine and he, I just felt really safe with him and like he never pressured anything from me and it was just a very relaxed, a very like playful type of dynamic that we had. Um, and I felt really just at ease and I felt safe and I felt surrendered with him. And lo and motherfucking behold, he pulled out the come hither on me baby and like, on some Noah's Ark fucking parting the Red Seas energy, okay? Like, shit went down. And I'm over here like, oh my, what the fuck? And <laughs> let's just say the, <laughs> the dams have never <laughs> gone back up, okay? It was, like, it was like the key to a door, you know? Once I could feel in my body... Once I became familiar with the feeling in my body, I was like, oh, that's what that was. That's what this is. It's different. It's a completely different release. It's a completely different feeling. Um, but I can understand, and I have compassion for and resonate with other people in my life, other women in my life, other vulva havers in my life who express like curiosity, but also a little confusion of like, what the fuck is this, right? It's because it's unfamiliar and it's new and we're not, and again, because there's not that much, um, you know, sex education in general, let, a, let alone around women, um, that we aren't taught how to become familiar with this sensation in the body. Um, so, yeah, so, it takes an extreme level of, you're not gonna get there, you're not going to access your squirting abilities, which by the way, I believe everybody has access to, okay? 
people are like, oh, I can't do it. Like, my body doesn't do that. And I'm over here like, nah, baby, you just haven't found the right partner or the right toy or the right position. You got this. Um, but you have to, like, you have to genuinely trust and believe that you have access to it. And you have to surrender into giving yourself permission to feel that and do that. So that's the biggest, for me, that's the biggest thing is let, like, Generally, people, when it, when it comes to sex, have trouble relaxing, especially women. Um, there's so much... expectation and stigma around the way women need to act and look um, and sound like and feel like and all the things that I have experienced. I mean, all genders, all fucking genders. I, I have experienced often get in their heads when it comes to sex. But I especially have noticed that women tend to get in their heads. Some women don't even like getting head or, you know, when the focus is on them, when all eyes are on me and, like, the pleasure is focused on them, they feel uncomfortable. Like, they literally don't want to be seen in that way. They're in their head about, oh, what does this look like? What is that? What is this? And it's hard for them to relax, and it's hard for them to surrender. And that is the number one key thing about not just ejaculation, but or orgasm as a whole. Regardless of gender, we need to feel relaxed. And um, again, we talk about this in the Sex is Play episode, but the number one thing that is helpful for me um, especially when first figuring this all out, ejaculation or not, try to try to focus on the sensations on the body and get out of the head. Like, can I just calm the mind? I know it's easier said than done, but this is this is this is what I gotta say. This is my method here. Can I take myself out of my head and and like? Remove the thoughts of like, oh, should I say something? Should I do something? What do I look like? And instead, just literally close your eyes and think about the sensation. Like, not, not even think. Feel the sensation. When you're just focused on the sensations, that's when your body opens up. That's when your clitoris enlarges. That's when your, <clears throat> that's when your body relaxes and opens, like I'm saying, and you're, you're aroused, you're lubricated. And that's, where, that's how you're going to get where you're trying to go. Now, let's talk about what everyone is thinking. Is squirt pee? So, similar to semen, female ejaculation also passes through the urethra. Although, we never seem to accuse men of having pee in their cum now, do we? Either way, when passing through the urethra which is where pee comes out of, it is possible for small traces of urine to piggyback onto the mass amounts of ejaculation that pour out of your partner. A small price to pay for a whole bunch of play, if you ask me. So squirt is simply just a unique fluid created from the female prostate, which is also known as the skein glands. Um, and, and similar to men, let's just put it this way, it's literally damn near impossible to pee and ejaculate at the same time. Ask a guy 
when he's coming, if he's peeing, and he'll be like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I can't. I'm literally coming right now. <laughs> or if a guy's peeing, and be like, are you coming? And they're like, no, I'm literally peeing. Like, there is no... It, you can't do... <laughs> you, it's not a two-for-one, okay? <laughs> so when you think about it like that, it's the same thing that's occurring. Um, it's the same thing that is occurring inside of a female body, um, assigned female at birth body. So another thing, um, so the squirt liquid is also slightly thicker often, not always because every body is different, but it's like kind of slightly thicker um, and slightly like slippery in texture. It also has like a sweet taste to it. It comes out more in like a spurting or a splashing fashion in like, you know, it's <laughs> so funny. Um, so yeah, like a spurting sensation versus like a string, a single stream when you're like when you're peeing, right? So when you're peeing, there's like a single stream. It's a very clearly what it is. But when you are squirting, it's like splash, fucking splish, splash. We're taking a motherfucking bath, baby. Like it's just like all at once. It's kind of just coming out like that. Hmm. So again, how do we get there? Everybody is different. I know vulva havers who only squirt from clitoral stimulation. I know others who can only access it through internal, like, G-spot stimulation. You could be someone who has access to both. The beauty of female ejaculation, like most sexual play, is in the exploration itself. It is literally just genuinely fun to figure all this out with yourself or with your partner. It's like this this yummy little adventure you get to go on. You get to build your pleasure map. So again, the number one, if you were to Google this, the number one, um, the number one technique that is often talked about is, is the come hither effect, like I was sharing earlier. Now, personally, I, I know exactly how to get myself there. And honestly, at this point, it, it doesn't take very much at all. But there are different ways in which my body signals to me we, we, about to, we, <laughs> we about to squirt, okay? And it could be, it could be external, meaning just clitoral st stimulation, um, but it has to be a very specific way for my body, um, which is for me, it's like a particular type of rubbing, um, it could also happen with like a, like a, like a smacking on the, <laughs> smacking sounds so aggressive, but like a, <laughs> it's smacking, <laughs> smacking, slapping, whatever you want to, applauding, applauding the clitoris. Um, <laughs> okay, so if you think about it this way, if the clitoris is, so it's aroused and it's, um, it's like enlarged, right? So when you're like, uh, smacking on it, it's kind of like, oh, it's like, gosh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, create, it's, <laughs> man, so hard to put into words, but you're like, you're like, you're like tempting it. You're like, you're like, what you got in there? <laughs> oh my goodness, this episode is too fun. But no, t totally, it's like, it's such a sensitive area that it's kind of like, it's like provoking. 
It's like provoking it out. And again, all bodies are different. That's not guaranteed. But this, this, I'm just sharing my own personal experience here. So that can work. Um, there's like a rubbing back and forth really like quickly. Um, a combo of the two. Now that's just with the clitoral. If you're doing it inside, you can access it from the inside as well. There's the come hither effect, as we have discussed. Now for me, it doesn't necessarily need to be that like come hither effect. There's just, for me, there's just like a spot inside that if it's hit, like pounded in there or whatever, okay, it's like fireworks. I understand my body now so much so. Now keep in mind, when I told you that anecdote earlier, when I was 21 or something like that, I didn't know my body. I didn't know shit. I didn't know what she needed. I didn't know, like, everything felt so unfamiliar. I was uncomfortable. I was embarrassed. I was scared. I was confused. And, like I said, along the way with safe partners, I got to explore what that looks like for me, okay? Now, fast forward nearly, like, a fucking decade later, I can completely zone in onto exactly what I need, okay? So much so that I, now, when I have new partners... I can tell them, hey, you want to fucking, <laughs> want to make me squirt, baby? Boom. I show them exactly the way in which my body needs it because I'm so familiar with how it works in my body. And literally like clockwork, I show them these one, two moves and like the rest is fucking history. I am curious if they can, like, because, you know, I only know my own personal sexual experiences, I'm curious if they can take those same techniques and how it might affect another uh, female human, like uh, assigned female at birth human's body and see if it works on them. But like I said, the number motherfucking one prereq to getting there isn't the fingers or the clit or the, the, the physical body. It's literally the mind. If you can't trust the person and feel safe and surrender and relax, chances are you're literally never going to be able to get there because you're resisting. Your whole body, mind, and heart is resisting the sensation, which reminds me of that partner that I was telling you about. I, he didn't do anything wrong. I just... I just had yet to feel, like I said empowered enough to surrender with someone. So I was resisting, resisting, resisting this sensation that kept arising because I was confused by it and I didn't know my body. So I guess what I'm saying is, if this is something you want to play with and practice on, just keep in mind that the prereq is, first of all, feeling safe with the person, either whether yourself or a partner. And then relaxation and surrender. Again, easier said than done. And I literally, the last thing I want you to do is beat yourself up for not accessing that surrender because sex is, sex is challenging in our world. Um, there's so much shame and stigma around just sex as a whole that we all have varying degrees of accessibility to our sexual nature. So the last thing I want you to do is feel any sort of shame or like, oh, I can't do it. Like, Noelle said I should be able to, but I can't, you know. No, that's not it. You're going to fucking get there. 
and it's gonna take some patience and it's gonna take some practice and it's gonna ultimately take a fuck ton of compassion. So be easy with yourself, love on yourself, and explore yourself. So with that being said, if you are struggling to figure this out with a partner or your own hands, I highly, 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 highly recommend trying out some new toys. Um, now, I'm just going based off of what you know, myself and friends have shared with me that has worked for them. And you can hop on <laughs> different sex toy companies. I <laughs> Different sex toys and companies and look at the reviews of these toys and you're just gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna be stoked. You're gonna be ready, okay? Some people are out here like, I saw God. <laughs> like, I'm not even playing with you. Like, these, these reviews are fucking hilarious and fantastic. So here's the toys that I wanna, I wanna throw out there. I know some humans who squirted for the first time through uh, clitoral stimulation toys, the number one being clit suckers. So those are super hot and trendy right now because they're fucking bomb. <sighs> highly, highly recommend you get, if you got a clit, you need a clit sucker. Baby, please, trust me, okay? Um, so it's <laughs> clit sucker, put it on the list. now. There are toys also made specifically to hit the G-spot. And again, like I said, different bodies, different ways to get there. So maybe all you'll need is this clit sucker thing. Or if your body prefers a G-spot stimulator to get you to where you're, you know, to get access to the squirting, um, let alone orgasm and other forms of pleasure, check out G-spot specific toys. Um, now, there's one toy. I mean, it's not one particular toy. There's many different versions of this same kind of toy. Um, but, whoa. So this toy that I'm referring to, the one I first bought was called Tracy's Dog. Weirdest fucking name for a sex toy ever. I don't fucking know, but Google that shit and look at the reviews and LOL with me because <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh, my goodness. So the, the Tracy's dog or this version of a toy that you can find on literally any sex toy website now. Um, it's kind of like a U-shape. And so there's like one part that goes inside and it's stimulating the G-spot. And then there's a part that, you know, comes out in the front and it hits the clitoris. And right on that little clitoris area is one of the clit sucker things. So you're having, oh, God. Mm. By the way, I have just recently done a masturbation fast of two months. So <laughs> what a topic to be fucking discussing right now. All right. Ah, la, la, la. So it goes inside. And then there's the external piece that goes over the clitoris. And you... <laughs> Motherfucker, you put those on, and it, it's just, whoa. I like, literally have no words. So there's that toy. Be ready to see God on that one. Um, and it might, you know, I've heard that that is what gets some people going for the squirting. Or there are toys that are made just for the G-spot, and you don't have the clitoral stimulation. And, again, some, some 
you know, vulva having humans prefer just that, and that'll get them going um, to this, access the squirt. You can also, um, let's see, so there's those three toys. Let's just keep it at that because those are the basics. And by the way, um, I do have a discount code for Honey Playbox, and that is dun -dun -dun, Juice Queen. That's my code. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but you can go up on that website and get 20% off whatever you want to buy. But again, if you're trying to access this, super stoked for you. Go grab yourself a clit sucker or one of these G-spot stimulating toys. Um, it's not going to say Tracy's dog or whatever. Like that's just some, that's probably like the first toy that was made like that. And that's from like ages ago, like five, six years ago. I don't even know if they still make those. But it's the same shape which is like this U-shaped clitoral and G-spot stimulator simultaneously at the same time. So good. Um, now, with that being said, let's talk about penis for a second. Certain penis shapes and sizes, speeds and whatnot, depths and so on, can hit your G-spot in such a way inside that it's, again, hitting it like a button. So similar like to that smacking effect that I was referring to earlier on the clitoris, there's this like motion, there's this speed, there's this, there's this um, repetitive pressing that can get you there. Um, now for me, I have my own positions and like preferences and techniques or whatever, and it's really not that fucking hard. Again, I'm basically a vet in this area, so don't like, I'm, you know, don't mind me. But once you become familiar with your body, you will be able to perfect getting there. Now, I just want to circle back around and come back to this super important issue, though, is just because you make your girl squirt doesn't mean she's having an orgasm, okay? Super important because, I don't know, I guess for me, I've experienced having a splish, splash, fucking fun time, which don't get me wrong, is super great. Love that. Having a blast. Of course, I'm having a blast. And I haven't fully gotten all the way there. I haven't finished. I haven't orgasmed. And men, especially because only like 10, 20, 30% of, you know, vulva-having humans are squirting, it's like, a, it's like a novelty, right? And so they're excited, they're stoked, they think this is the end-all, be-all. And once it, maybe once it happens, they're like, okay, great, we're done here. And I want to, again, give you permission to check in with yourself of, mm, am I all the way there? Do I need something else? What else do I need? What else do I want? Can I communicate this to my partner? And flip side of that, hey, partner, be sure to check in with your lover you know, how'd that feel for you? Can I, can I do it again? Is there anything else I can do for you? Um, also, you probably will be able to tell if you've given your partner a full orgasm because if they, um, again, like I said earlier, can go back to back to back to back to back to back on the squirting sensation, they probably aren't orgasming, right? Because if they're having like a full-bodied orgasm, it's usually when like, there's like a small refractory period, right? Like when, a, like when a male comes and they have to have like a few minutes in between before 
going another round or even you know hours or however long their refractory period is for them because again everybody's different. Uh, similar with you know a female-bodied human, they if they're having a full-on orgasm, they most likely are gonna need like a little bit of a break. Everything is feeling really intense and really sensitive. And so that's how you'll be able to tell if they got all the way there. Now, if they, again, if they can go back to back to back to back, like no stops, it's probably more of like a fluid release and like it's fun and it's yummy and it's exciting and it's definitely pleasurable and it's delicious. But if, you're, if your goal is to get your partner to orgasm, you're probably going to need to try something a little different and check in with them and mm, yum. <laughs> so much play to be had there. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, something else. Super important before we close this out is preparation, aftercare type of stuff. If you're going to be exploring this realm, it's probably important that you consider keeping a towel either nearby or honestly just put that bitch under you. I know some squirting humans who literally at this point, they just have like this um, like mattress cover thing underneath all their sheets because they really do be like that. Um, and unless you want to be doing your laundry all the time, which also is like not a big deal. Like here's my thing is the last thing you want to do is have your squirting partner feel any types of shame or embarrassment, which I have definitely been there before when it's, unfamiliar to the partner and then they have this like weird reaction then I feel super uncomfortable um that's literally not the typical response <laughs> I'll throw that out there but it can be some of the time and the last thing you want is to make your partner feel uncomfy in any fucking way ever but especially during sex which is already a really vulnerable experience so if you're going to be playing around in this realm or you know you're going to be playing around in this realm because sometimes it just happens and it is what it is. But if you're intentionally trying to be playing around in this realm, you can make yourself feel a little bit more comfy by having a towel underneath you um, <laughs> just in case you experience some crazy Shaboom Springs action. You don't feel like you made a, quote, mess because the word mess is fucking annoying you didn't make a mess, you made a miracle. <laughs> like, it's great. Everything's perfect. So removing any types of potential, like, discomfort is vital when you're experiencing and exploring all of this. Um, and so if you're on the flip side, if you're, if you're a partner, you know, trying to make your lover squirt, please be aware that it can be a very fragile experience for them and to make them feel as yummy and delicious and like provided for and taken care of and comfortable as possible. But yeah, so I just wanted to come in here because it's February and people are, you know, having juicy experiences this month and drop in on a topic that I feel like is not talked about enough. And make it more mainstream. Um, make it more mainstream for the people who have access to squirt, the people who want to have access to squirt, and the people who want to make their partner squirt. Because it seems to be like this fun, like I said, like this novelty experience. And so if that's what the people want, let's give it to them. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in with me, you sexual little deviants, you. This is the first podcast of 2023. Be on the lookout for more. 
I hope you have a drenched and jolly day. And be sure to follow me on Instagram and socials. I'll see you over there. Thank you, darlings. Ta-ta for now. Bye.